0: Joshua Crimp turns
1: disaster into a score.
0: Ugly, misformed little creature who
1: has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Wash it down with one beer, what? two beers, what? three beers, what? a shot of whiskey, what? a margarita, what? and a bloody mary. What? And I said, Stone
0: Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Swung in and drilled deep right center, away back, gone
1: for Tony. Irving and Curry one on one. Irving puts it up, it's good. Kyrie Irving from
0: downtown. Uh, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton. Awful. How is she awful? Kate's freedom. Uh And now, any given podcast with your hosts Brendan Ward and Ethan Simpson. And welcome back to another episode of Any Given Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ethan Simpson, sitting here with Brendan Ward. And we have a fantastic episode for you today. But before that, we will start off talking about our Any Given Podcast Fantasy Football League. Brendan, I will let you start this off because I'm guessing
1: you lost to somebody. Oh, so you want to just cue up me to, to sit here and talk about how I lost to our man T, your dad. In, uh, in unfortunate events, I had like three people score two points, despite that I had quite a few people score a little higher. Uh, I picked up DeAndre Swift, and he almost had 20 points out of nowhere. Picked up Boston Scott, same kind of thing. But my my, my, my usual scores kind of just let me down. Stephon Diggs only had like nine points. Uh, Mike Evans had two and a half. Russell Wilson only scored just over 20, When he's typically a 30, 40-point scorer a, a game. It wasn't great, and now I'm sitting at 3 and 4 uh, in eighth place out of the playoffs at this moment in time, despite the fact that I was at that strong stronghold at 5 or 6, and really in the playoffs. Uh, that's about what I could say about it there. Uh, but he needed a win, really, because he, he was starting to fall behind. He was – if he would have lost – The only team that he wouldn't have been worse than are teams with one win and zero wins.
0: Yeah, so uh, I wouldn't really consider what I did this week a win just because I was playing Cowboys Suck, and he hasn't changed his lineup all season. So um, I really wouldn't consider that a win. But, I mean, a win's a win. But it wasn't really like I was playing against anybody, even though um, I hate to say that it was a great game for Odell to go down, but it was a great game for Odell to go down facing him to get zero points. Um, And I don't know what's going on with Josh Allen. We've been talking about him and it seems that he just keeps playing, not like garbage, but not to where he was at the beginning of the season and um I think my camera froze I'm not too sure but yeah that's
1: uh looks like we're going audio only today my man but let's just keep it moving keep it going uh were you, where were where were we at
0: oh uh Josh allen's is not playing the way he was at the beginning of the season that's it and uh Mostert is down uh me and my uncle both had Mostert on our fantasy teams uh, my uncle OJ, he did not come out as he should have this week
1: either. Uh, yeah, uh, like I said, we need some people that we kind of like certify, kind of our teams on, both uh, just have it there, and and it just works and things like that. And this week, both of us had people that just weren't there. Yeah, they, they showing up every single week. Pillars of our team's just all of a sudden gone. Uh, I'm excited to get Christian McCaffrey back next week. Uh, Hopefully, is what they're saying. Hopefully. Well, he was back at practice yesterday. Uh, he took off the red injured player jersey today. So I guess we're going to see where, what he what's going on with him there. Uh, I really need him. Uh, I'm sick of this revol- resolving, revolving door of running backs that I have going on to where I don't know if I'm playing James Robinson, Miles Gaskin. Like I told you, I picked up Boston Scott and DeAndre Swift this week on waivers, mm-hmm. and both of them played this week. I'm, I'm in this weird kind of running back purgatory with my top two picks uh, going out for uh, – I, I don't know what's going on with Cohen, and McCaffrey's been down for quite a while.
0: Yeah, that's kind of – that's how I feel about wide receivers right now. Um, obviously, I have Keenan Allen, so – He's a staple on my team. I have Tyler Boyd, who at first I was just having him on the bench, but he has been coming out and showing out these last few games, so I think he's definitely going to be there. I just need to figure out who I'm going to pick up as my flex. I don't know if I put a receiver there or I get another running back. I don't know. That's something to figure out, but – Speaking of Tyler Boyd, the Browns beat the Bengals on Sunday, thirty-seven to thirty-two. I uh, it was I wouldn't say it was an ugly game. It was actually a very entertaining game.
1: No, yeah, hundred percent ugly. I don't think would be the word. It was just I mean I guess defensively it was pretty ugly. Yeah. Uh, you allow rookie quarterback and Joe Burrow to throw for four touchdowns and four hundred and fifty yards on you, uh, which shouldn't be happening. But then again Joe Burrow now has five games of three hundred yards and seven and that's a rookie record so i don't I don't think anybody's saying Joe Burrows is
0: not a good quarterback
1: no not at all it's it's you go into these games and uh yes people uh despite What we'll get into in a minute But yes people are going to be like Well it's just the Bengals And yeah in some mentality Maybe the Bengals shouldn't score 34 points on you But when your offense is putting up 37 You're just fine
0: Yeah uh, that's the whole thing And The whole thing is our secondary I feel like a broken record I just keep saying this every week Our secondary Is it's either injured Or guys that we picked up Who aren't showing out like they should have, like we expected, when we picked them up.
1: Yeah, and like Sandejo, uh, like I was talk- telling you earlier, somebody I thought, like, no, he's not going to be your every down guy. He's not going to be a cornerstone of that defense. But I thought he'd give you some good veteran minutes, and maybe he can't do that at this moment in time just because – he has been vaulted into that every down guy, and it's not who he is anymore this this late in his career. And even Carl Joseph, who has struggled to get on the field, uh, Kevin Johnson has struggled to get on the field. Greedy Williams still hasn't – I don't think he's practiced this season yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Denzel Ward is looking like the all-pro Denzel Ward that we seen have you seen the video when he, when he slid. Yeah, under when he the dude, when he that did was, like a, yeah. a a knee slide almost, like a that wrestling type of like single leg. And it was it's circling down on the check down and things like that. And it, it is very nasty to see. And even he tweeted back at it and he was like, Yeah, added a, added a little new something to my arsenal. Uh, watch I, out. I was uh
0: earlier in the season I was getting a little uh, worried about Denzel he was getting people were just blown past him he wasn't playing like he has but I think that's what I feel like Stefanski's new team that's sitting there in in the film room watching tape learning that's going to be a tape that they watch they're going to show they're going to show corners that for years college corners high school
1: corners this, is, doing, how, this yeah. is how you beat the block on a, on a bubble screen. Yeah. This is how you beat the block to make sure that this play doesn't go off for 30, 40 yards because you're our last line of defense on this. And considering we've got a safety who who is just absolutely terrible and is also on the other side of the field, yeah. despite the fact that he'll make his best effort to make this play, it's just not possible. Because, yes, if Denzel Ward misses that tackle, the Bengals score there, and we possibly are talking about a different – Sort Completely, of different today. Yeah. Yeah. Completely different game. Completely different game. Changes the course of everything pretty much. Uh, it was a big play in that game for sure. But speaking of big play in games, Browns, Baker, Mayfield silences, to me, silences all the haters from last week's uh, abomination of a game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Despite starting 0 5 in the first quarter and having just about as bad of a first quarter as any quarterback in half, goes off for 22 straight incompletions. Finishes the day 22 of 23, the only incompletion to end his day goes down as the fake as the spike, yeah, um, to stop the clock late in that game. That shouldn't even that <laughs> shouldn't even
0: be uh they shouldn't consider that a, a completion, an incompletion,
1: anything like that. I mean, the guy was out of timeouts. What is he gonna do? He's is he gonna go up to the thing and just erratically try to score a touchdown here and maybe screw himself out of a game winner? Uh, a game-winning field goal? No, he's going to stop the clock. Then he's going to take a shot, like they did. It worked out. The shot worked out. Donovan Peoples-Jones down there at the bottom of the end zone, sideline toe tap catch, falling backwards, uh, in a beautiful thread the needle pass from Baker Mayfield uh, from the thirty from the near thirty yard line with sixteen seconds left. If he doesn't spike that ball, uh, that that play doesn't happen because. He's gonna have to if they're gonna want to run another play. It's not gonna. It's gonna be get on the line. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's hurry up and get this done. How? Why are we saying that it's an in, incompletion for him just because he wanted to stop yeah. the clock and should, set up his offense?
0: It should be the same thing as taking a knee. You know. Yeah. They shouldn't consider that. Well, I mean, for taking a attempt. knee, for taking bowl, a, knee, taking a get, knee, the clock get, still runs.
1: Yeah, and they get negative two rush yards. Uh, what was that? I have no clue. Well, we just had a little
0: uh, activity back there. Something just well, fell
1: over. Hello. Hello and welcome. Uh, welcome to the, the podcast. podcast. We appreciate your viewing pleasure. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get back to this. You can stay and enjoy us and do whatever you would like to do. Thank you for coming. But, yeah, I understand that Anil
0: keeps the clock running,
1: but it should be...
0: I don't know. It should not be an attempted pass.
1: Yeah, not at all. Uh, and I, we're sitting here, kind of reiterating the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and even like you, you watch some of the some of the bigger name guys, the Stephen A. Smith. They're even. I mean, despite the fact that they're sitting here saying, "Oh, it was just the Bengals." They're even saying, "Why was that an incompletion? Why couldn't we just? Why was his record stopped? Because if if you don't count that spike as an incompletion, this he's already." at a franchise record with the 22 straight, he, conti- he continues with that 23rd one mm. uh, to, to Donovan Peoples-Jones. And then we get we get to see what he can do at the start of the game next week. And maybe he does string together five or six straight receptions to start next week, and he's at, like, an NFL record, 30 straight completions. Yeah. Uh, just because, why not? Um, and yeah, I'm that's... Not, I'm,
0: it's the one thing with the NFL. They have these old rules that they set in place. So, obviously, I guess it was an attempt to pass. Whatever. I get what you're saying. Why not go for 30 straight completions? Here's the one thing that I found funny. So, he threw for 297 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. People are still saying he's not a franchise quarterback. Look, I know he had a trash first quarter but look what he did in the second half the second half was just brilliant i mean he looked like the franchise quarterback that i like i said last week have given my ticket to get on the ship a lot, it people, on with it. a lot of people have loved that i used the titanic reference uh and i'll be playing with the ship as it goes down or i'll be riding with the ship into the sunset yeah into, uh Canton, look, who knows? But I'm on the ship.
1: Look, I've been on this ship since junior year at Oklahoma.
0: I I, I, I love Baker. I yeah, love-
1: I'm sitting here telling you since he planted that flag at Ohio oh, State. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, he was the dude to me. He was the guy that was gonna save this franchise and you can argue that oh, uh, that Jarvis Landry is the one that came in and technically changed the culture, and I'll give you that because Jarvis started it, but Baker Makefield kicked that mother door down.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Baker, uh, I mean, he's got the swagger. He's got the drive. He's got everything that people thought Manziel would have, but he actually has it, and yeah. he
1: uses it, and he doesn't abuse it. You he know? just doesn't have the attitude. I don't like giving Hugh Jackson credit, but he was on ESPN Cleveland last week talking about how he felt like I don't I don't get it either. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna trash any other media outlets in, in the city we live in, so I'm gonna stay away from that. But he said that he felt like Baker's issues weren't an issue with his performance or his abilities. Mm-hmm. He felt like it was a confident thing. And watching that game on Sunday, Baker. Seemed to start getting back into a little more confidence. You've seen him start celebrating. You've Mm -hmm. seen him after he hits David Njoku for 30 yards over the middle, and Njoku makes a spectacular catch in that end zone. In another tight window, Baker is just very ecstatic that he did it. He's confident that he was doing it. He started making confident throws baker hasn't attempted that sort of throw and he did it twice to njoku and then later in the game to win the game winner with donovan people's jones
0: yeah absolutely then after the game when he's
1: yeah and his little dance uh, the the instagram live dance Mm -hmm. yeah exactly Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. and and sure when you're losing and when you're and when you're losing bad that stuff isn't uh isn't great No, I don't want to see anybody dancing or doing any kind of celebrating. If we're
0: getting beat and they throw a touchdown and they start celebrating, no, you do not. You give the ball to the referee and you go straight to the the sidelines. One
1: one thing I hate about the Dallas Cowboys is that Jalen Smith, when he gets a sack or something, will be down 35 points and he'll still do his swipe thing and I'm ready to just break the TV. Like you're down 35, get back in the huddle and do it again, man. Right. Uh, don't ever like be except losing. Yes, you're gonna lose. It happens in the NFL. There are great teams all over the place. The Bears have won five games somehow. You know what I'm saying? Anybody can win on any given Sunday. It's one of the reasons I we decided to go with any given podcast because it is any given day, any given time. Uh, you put a you put a team opposite of you, no matter what their record looks like, they can beat you as long as they put it in their head that they can do that. Uh, And Baker has always been that guy. He's always been that confident guy. Like, look, even if we feel outmatched, I can come here and I can beat you. And they need that guy because when he does get pushed down into a shell, he isn't as good as you would want him to be. But when he does come out of that shell, he's one of the best quarterbacks in all the football.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And uh, I'm just sick of the people saying, get Baker out of here, yada, yada. Uh, you know, he's not a franchise quarterback. He's too short, which I can't stand when people say somebody's too short. No, yep. That's a very annoying thing. But I, I just can't stand it because when we beat – sorry. They, when they – sorry, Daryl. When they beat the Jets in 18, Baker's first game, everybody that's saying, you know, like, oh, saying now, like, Baker, get him out of here. He's not a franchise quarterback being the typical – browns fan that i cannot stand were like when's the statue coming up when are we putting the statue up build a baker statue this that and the third now people are saying when's the stefansky statue coming up but you know what if we lose a couple more games guess what people are going to say Get stefansky out of here he doesn't know what he's doing why do we get an offense coordinator in here blah 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 we want a defense coordinator defense of mine this that and the third I just can't stand Browns fans that are they're so inconsistent they don't know how to sit there and hold on to a team. I'm gonna compare this to baseball. Look at the Indians. We've held on to our core players. We've had the same manager since 13. Look how they they've been to the playoffs since uh 2014 minus 2019, which was on a fluke. We won 93 games. So you hold on to your core players and you build the team around them. That's just, you know, you have to build your team around the core players. Our core players right now are – did your camera go out? Too yeah. High? All right. Uh, our core players are Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Uh, oh, my gosh. Miles my, Garrett. Those are our core players right there. Denzel Ward.
1: Under contract, under contract, under contract, under contract. Young, young. There Baker you go. Mayfield and Denzel Ward are probably the only two people you named right there that don't have a contract yet. Miles Garrett just signed one of the biggest deals in all of NFL history mm. uh, for, for a defensive end. Jarvis Landry, under contract. Odell Beckham Jr., you didn't name him, under contract. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: well I. But the jury's still out, and the decision has to be made on him at this point. Because if this team is a different team going down the stretch, then then everybody that said that this team is better without Baker Mayfield, I mean, without Odell Beckham Jr., is going to be proved right. Because there's got to be something to it. If Baker looks like he did yesterday the rest of the season, there is 100% something to it without a doubt that this team is uh, better without Odell Beckham Jr. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I think they personally are because, no, you're always going to want that star wide receiver, but it does seem to does seem to open Baker up to sit and relax and read the defense rather than being like okay, or like you said, Orlowski put it very well. I was well. just
0: going to say Dan Orlowski from ESPN.
1: Now he's not what's 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 Odell's play immediately. Mm-hmm. He's well, what's the the play? What's yeah. my play?
0: Where's the playmakers? What's the defense going to do instead of? All right, I'm going to look for Odell, Odell, Odell. That was the problem with Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens told Baker every play look for Odell, look for Odell. Just like I'm looking for Howie every day, they say look for Odell. It's just insane. And enjoy the ride. We're almost halfway there. Yeah, I mean, keep trucking. Five and two, and people are complaining about five and two. I was there when we beat the Chargers. On Christmas Eve in 2016, and we celebrated in First
1: Energy Stadium like we had just won the goddamn Super Bowl. In Hugh Jackson's stretch, the Browns were 5-57. and 57.
0: Oh, yeah, technically, yeah. The Browns this, were 5 Because he was there uh, before Greg took over.
1: He was there before Greg took yeah. over. They were 5-57. and 57.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now they're 5-for-7.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean. You could go 0 for 50 in your next 50 games and still not have as bad as a record as you did that two and a half years. Yeah. Did you say 5 for 7? Five, they're 5 for 7. They're 5 and 2. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I got it. I got, it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, 5 yeah, yeah, for 2.
0: Yeah, okay. I thought you said 5 and 7. I was like, no, yeah, right, not on. 5
1: and 7. We're not there yet. And I hope we don't see that. I, I hope we don't even see seven losses all of this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's very possible that they only see five or six because of some of the teams that they play. And I'm uh, and it's unfortunate that we're going to have to hear that narrative all year. You're going to hear it until they beat the Ravens or Steelers this year or if they sneak one out against the Titans later this year. Other than that, every other team that the Browns play, they should, they, they should go in as favorites. Um, what about the Raiders
0: next week? That was my one question. What about the Raiders? Because what they did to uh, – Mahomes. The, the Chiefs, yeah. Yeah.
1: So the Raiders are up in the air for me, and the Texans um, are kind of up in the air for me because I'm, I always will, in the back of my head, know that this tech that Texans team can be better than they are right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe not because they no longer have Hopkins, but I feel like they could be better than they have been. As far as the Raiders, uh, I've been thinking a lot about that and. I think it's going to be another shootout. I think Baker Mayfield and Kareem Hunt can find holes in that defense. But I also think that Derek Carr and that Raider offense can find holes in the Browns defense. So it is pretty much like you said, a toss up for me that game. But then you have games against the Jaguars, both New York teams, the mm-hmm. Eagles later this year who aren't that good anymore. Uh, Five wins, six wins might win the NFC East at this point, mm-hmm. considering that the Cowboys might not win another game. They're going to start a third-string quarterback this week against the Eagles on Sunday night football, unless it gets flexed.
0: Uh, yeah, that's, that,
1: that's dear, kind of like... Dear NFL, give me Browns Raiders on Sunday night football, not not Cowboys Eagles. Yeah, that would be a great game. I mean, why is Browns Raiders a 1 p.m. start anyways? I thought it would be a 4 o'clock start.
0: Uh. No clue. Why was Steelers-Browns a 1 p.m. start? I mean, I'm I'm glad it was a 1 p.m. start. Don't get me wrong for the embarrassment that we went through. Yeah, I was glad it was over by 3 o'clock, 3, 4 o'clock. Yeah, but I mean, those type of games, like, they put browns Bengals at primetime. I get it, number one versus number one. That makes sense, but, I mean...
1: And I get that the Browns flubbed last year and they had a lot of primetime games last year, Mm. but still... It makes more sense to give me a five and two Browns team against a what are they three and four or four and three Raiders three and
0: team? three
1: I think three and three Raiders team uh, on Sunday Night Football than two two win teams that don't seem to want to win football games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then later this year we have to take on the Ravens on Monday Night Football,
1: which that... uh, I think the Browns usually show up on Monday nights. Uh, it's the one like night of the week, you could look back and be like, yeah, the Browns won a game there, the Browns won a game there. Look back, and they beat, they a couple of years ago, they beat Baltimore on Monday night. A couple of years before that, they beat the New York, the defending champion New York Giants, absolutely destroyed them on Monday night football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, and I'm not saying that this Browns team is automatically going to beat that just because old Brown teams, uh, Browns teams performed on Monday night football. But I was,
0: uh, I was actually at the Thursday night game, Where it came down to a game-winning field goal, and the Browns kicked it. It got blocked against the Ravens, and they ran it back for the walk-off touchdown. Yeah, I was at that game. Um, Not very fun. That was not a fun game.
1: One of the few Thursday night games I've ever been to was back in like 2011 or 12. They played the Steelers. Uh, They sacked Ben Roethlisberger like seven times. Won like 12 to Mm 9. I was freezing. It was the middle of December. It oh, was yeah. terrible. It was the best games. Man. It was
0: great. I love, I love going to First Energy Stadium in the middle of December because you layer up and you're out there. You're in the, you know, that's Cleveland right there. Yeah, baby. that,
1: that is Browns football, and that's what you want to see in January, right? Yeah. Brown, and hopefully February. And, and hopefully February because this team, I, I will sit here and reiterate it with Nick Chubb back. This team is built to to run like the titans were last year sure they need to solidify that defense a little bit and maybe they'll make a play sometime in the next week with the trade line trade deadline coming up back up coming up next week but still it is time to think that the browns are built for the playoffs
0: absolutely and um you said we're playing the titans later this year i want to see who would win in oklahoma drills miles garrett or derrick
1: henry Oh, man, it just, I get—I think it would depend on the start, uh, the running start. Uh, if Derrick Henry gets a good running start, probably him. But if he doesn't, because it takes a minute for Derrick Henry. If you can catch Derrick Henry in the backfield because he hasn't had that momentum. But once that dude gets going, mm-hmm. you can't stop him. So as long as that offensive line or that lineman that's in front of him gives him a little bit of a hole, I think Derrick Henry wins that. But if Miles Garrett gets past that offensive lineman quick enough, it's over.
0: I mean, I'm just saying, two. Gigantic! I mean, just just built in a laboratory, like a mad scientist made these two. Irresistible force means the immovable object. Yeah, pretty much. Just like I feel like that could be like a nineteen fifties like sci-fi movie, like you
1: know, to just it's 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 X Men's Juggernaut coming coming head to head with the Incredible Hulk and just bam! It's like Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Yeah, just just whatever big monstrous reference you want to go to just boom boom, and and in the middle and a nuclear explosion might happen or something
0: like i'm excited to see that game i want to see both of those two go after each other
1: oh i'm excited to see what they could do because the browns are better against the run and like you, I, th- I that's a that's a tough game, but it's also a game I think they could win because they could sell out to take out take away Derrick Henry and force Ryan Tannehill to outduel Baker Mayfield. And no matter what you feel about the resurgence of Ryan Tannehill, I'll take Baker Mayfield in that matchup.
0: Oh, I've been, mm-hmm.
1: you know me. Even last yeah.
0: year, I was talking about Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, and that's I said, why I
1: said I don't care how you feel about the resurgence of Ryan Tannehill. I'm taking Baker Mayfield over. Oh yeah, Tannehill. well yeah.
0: Oh no doubt. I mean,
1: Tannehill might be taller than yeah. Mayfield. But Mayfield's got more heart and drive. If it came down to who, ha- who has to put the team on their back to win and throw deep passes and, and throw for some yards, I'm taking Baker Mayfield over Ryan Tannehill.
0: Yeah, because you know what? I haven't seen Ryan Tannehill, you know, even when he was at A&M, grabbing his nuts at other players on, you know, the yeah. opposite sideline, planting flags, you know, running down the field. Like, when Nick Chubb breaks out a run down the field – you always see behind him is Baker right behind him, like,
1: whoa. <sighs> not, like, doing Too the excited. And shit. Too excited. Just having, and, and that's what I was telling you. I saw that Baker Mayfield back on Sunday. Oh, yeah. I he saw that having, guy back. He
0: was having fun. Having a blast. When you can play and have fun, that's when you win games. That's an absolute fact. So. Moving on from Baker, we are going to go to the trade deadline.
1: Yes, the trade deadline, November 3rd, Election Day, to be exact. Uh, So a big day next Tuesday, uh, not only for the NFL, for the United States, but also any given podcast because we will be telling you all the results of every single NFL trade next week. We may also give you some live progress of polls, just to just to throw some little different stuff in there, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna be sitting here on uh, recording ourselves. We might as well be like, oh, yay! Here, here's this. Here's that. The only thing is, is we might not do that because it's not gonna release till the next day.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that's we'll start recording at
1: midnight or something. Yeah, we're gonna record. Might have to get a hotel room. Yeah, <laughs> right after, right after we figure out who won, we can record then and just be like, yep, that's who your president is. Right.
0: Hey, it's uh, my president, little uh, Jackieo, Jackieo uh, Fagani. That's who I'm voting for, Jackieo Fagani, <laughs> this little 5'2 Italian guy. He doesn't take no
1: crap from no one. <laughs> so with that being said, who do you, do you think that the Browns need to make a play at another wide receiver?
0: Um. Not if we have to give up anybody big or a draft pick. Anybody that is a big piece to this team or a draft pick. No, I do not think so. Because I know that ESPN's been reporting Alshon Jeffrey, Kenny Stills, a couple other guys. I saw Adam Thielen was thrown in there. I would take Thielen. Thielen, sorry,
1: not Thielen. Although I don't know. Because Thielen thrived when he was not the number one. And the Vikings' offense has not been the same without Diggs. Well,
0: I mean, here's the thing I've been saying Jarvis Landry, even when Odell was not injured, is our number one. I don't know why people keep saying Odell is the number one.
1: Jarvis Landry is our number one, and that's a fact. I would say that he's captain of the team, but anytime that Odell's on that field, he's going to have to be. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying
0: Jarvis is our number one wide
1: receiver. He's, your, he's been your best. He's been your most productive. He's been everything you want out of your receiver to put on the field. I agree with you. He's probably been the number one receiver. I, I would say if we do, maybe,
0: if we do make a trade at the trade deadline, trade for a safety, trade for a cornerback, even, hell, even pick
1: up Eli Apple. I would say that you're you're right, that the offense can live with what they have right now.
0: Yeah, because this whole season, they haven't really been letting Higgins be Higgins, and Higgins has that—Higgins and Jarvis, again, I sound like a broken record, they have this connection with Baker. They were there in 18. They have this connection. Um, Let Peoples-Jones get a chance. I mean, the way that he was looking last week— He's called- Cheese and rice. Yes, it looks like
1: they those two have known each other as long as he's known Baker or as Jarvis and Higgins. And, and DPJ has always proved, even at Michigan with atrocious quarterbacks, that when given the opportunity, he is a playmaker. Put him at returner. Put him on the offense. Continue to get him involved because there's a reason you picked him. The reason I called it the steal of the Browns draft this year. All of the above. Get DPJ in the game. I think they should be content with maybe, like you said, a back end guy. Maybe some guy they could sign off the street uh, to put in there at receiver. But as far as, like you said, secondary help is what is necessary, man.
0: Yeah, that's that's like that is the downfall of this team is the secondary, because our cornerbacks besides Denzel Mitchell. He almost had that pick last week, last week which, like, that close. He's – Mitchell's been working his ass off, but he just doesn't – he needs more work, if you know he's what the, I'm he's saying. He's the
1: starting cornerback on an 16 team. Yeah. But he's not – he shouldn't be a starting cornerback on a 5-2 and two team looking to make the playoffs. I like Mitchell a lot. Like you said, he's solid, but he's not your starting cornerback. That's why I said if we get Eli Apple – in there
0: with Denzel Ward working and, you know, they have the Buckeye connection. They have trained with the same people. They know how to work together. Maybe that might be the missing link. I know he's been plagued with hamstring injuries, but if he's with Ward, maybe there's something
1: different there. He can learn a little bit of different techniques. Ward Ward has been injury prone himself, but he's also so good when he's out. He has so many different techniques that you just would not think is very the right way to do things. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just works. The knee slide the other day. I couldn't imagine telling your coach that you want to try that. Oh, you don't
0: don't say that to your coach. They'll be like, no, what are you talking about?
1: Why would you slide right here? You're just giving yourself up. But you do it the right way. You do that single leg shot where you get past the block and you make that tackle – nobody even questions you Mm -hmm. people are looking at you like what the hell is this why is this why has nobody ever done this possibly the greatest play ever by a defensive back is what has been uttered in the last couple of days uh but other than that i you need another safety sandejo while i do think in short spurts can help you cannot be out there 95 percent of the time it just Mm -hmm. cannot happen Go after a Harrison Smith from the Vikings because they seemingly are getting ready to blow up their whole team. Uh, I don't know if you want to bring Jabril Preppers in, but I think he's still better than what you have. You know what I'm saying? So go back, go back and get him from New York. They made him available, did they? Yes. Do you think
0: maybe maybe him and Peebles Jones can talk and be like, "Hey, don't worry. We know you're a Michigan. You're two Michigan men. You think we don't like you in Cleveland? Um, let me tell you what." It was a business issue. As, as I'm a Buckeyes, kind of a Buckeyes fan, I don't really care. You don't see me in Buckeyes gear yeah, all I, the time. I don't I, really care. I'm a Kent State guy.
1: I was at B-Dubs and Avon watching that game with a bunch of Ohio State fans, and they were pissed when, when, we, when the Browns picked up Jabril. And I, I was just like, okay, well, like I didn't necessarily love the pick, but I ain't going to hate the guy because he's from Michigan. That same draft, the Dallas Cowboys picked Taco Charlton. From Michigan. That year, Michigan had one of the best defenses in all of football, and Jabil Peppers played both sides of the damn field. Like, yeah. like, why wouldn't you go after that guy? Why wouldn't you go after arguably the most athletic guy in college at the time?
0: The thing is, the second that your name gets picked, college goes out the window. Yeah. Whatever college team you played for goes out the window. Who
1: gives a shit where you played college when you're in the NFL? Sure, you're going to have to say it on Monday Night Football or Thursday Night Football when they start announcing the lineups and stuff like that. You're going to Denzel Ward, The Ohio State University, Jabril Peppers, Michigan. Uh, You're going to say that on that. But that's really the only other time that it's even uttered Besides the fact that some media members be like Oklahoma, former Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield, former Michigan utility man, Jabril Peppers, former corner at, at the Ohio State University, Denzel Ward. Okay, that's for them to, to know. Yeah. But one like you said, once you get picked in the NFL, your loyalties sure you could still root for those teams, but your loyalty is the Cleveland Browns, the Absolutely. Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, whoever the hell you play for, that's your loyalty. Yeah, and then and
0: then <clears throat> that's the thing, like When the game happens, I guarantee that Peebles Jones and Denzel are gonna be, you know, talking back and forth, talking. Excuse me, talking smack, you know, as anybody does. Yeah. I have friends that are Steelers fans or whatnot, and you know, when the game's on, we talk smack, but we're still friends. Who cares? It doesn't affect how. Like he's a Cowboys fan, I'm a Browns fan. We can talk smack. Like during the Browns Cowboys game, we were talking back and forth. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You can do that. The fans, that was the downfall of Braylon Edwards, besides his ego, is he was a Michigan man, and he thought that everybody in Cleveland hated him because he went to Michigan. No, we didn't give a shit. We hated you because you weren't playing good at all. You stunk.
1: You wanted out of Cleveland, so he sent you to the Jets. And what happened? You retired a couple years later. Yeah, exactly. Charlie Fry gave you one good year. You got a McDonald's commercial, and that's your career, man. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's your career. You just we just stunk. We didn't hate you because you were a Michigan guy. Look, we don't hate. I can't stand LSU. I don't hate Jarvis and Odell because they're from LSU. Yeah. I can't stand Alabama, but Mac Wilson's one of my favorite players on the Browns. Absolutely. Oh, he grinds. Like that's what I'm, I can't. Alabama is probably the Pittsburgh Steelers to me of college football. Yeah. Give me Mac. Give me everybody on that damn team. Want to know why? <laughs> because there's a reason they're number one consistently. Well,
0: Ohio State and Alabama do have one thing in common. They do not produce quarterbacks. They cannot. No. There's For some
1: reason. Everything they- else they can produce. But quarterbacks, it's just like. For some reason, they just cannot figure out how to develop a quarterback into an NFL quarterback. Where's uh, Where's J.T. Barrett at? Is he? Uh, He's not with the Steelers anymore. uh, I think he's sitting on their practice squad. No, I think they dropped him. Okay, so maybe he's not even in the NFL anymore. I know he was with the Saints, and then he went to the Steelers. He might be on some practice squad somewhere. Uh, Whether it's the Saints, I felt like he could make that team, but for some reason, they're still hell bent on uh, Taysom Hill maybe being the predecessor to. Drew Brees. But then again, you need to figure out what you have in Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. Absolutely. I think Jameis Winston's their future. I mean,
0: I've always liked Jameis Winston. See, I'm a gunslinger type of guy. You can throw, like when he went 30 for 30. Yeah. Throw those 30 touchdowns. Yeah. And if you get 30 interceptions, so be it. you still got 30 touchdowns. 30 as long touch- as you win
1: games. 30 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. The reason they didn't win, the re- reason that Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't win games, defense. Yeah. And I hate people that sit there and they talk about
0: <laughs> gunslinging quarterbacks like Jameis. Obviously, Jameis needed LASIK. And he got it. And you got your pinky up. I always do. Fancy, man. <clears throat> Since that SpongeBob episode. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Jameis obviously needed LASIK. But he was a good quarterback. He was just around a shit team. That's how I feel about Dwayne Haskins. I think he might be the only... Ohio State quarterback, besides Cardell. Cardell never got a chance, though. Yeah. I I feel like Dwayne Haskins, you get a good offensive line around him and some receivers, he's good.
1: Cardell went to L.A., they had Phillip Rivers. Yeah. The only reason Herbert's getting a chance is because Rivers isn't there. You know what I'm saying? And because, um, allegedly,
0: they didn't mean to stab my guy Tyrod in his lungs.
1: I feel like if you're an NFL doctor, you should know how to give a shot. <laughs> <laughs> like, like fucking. Talking about Halloween. Like psycho. Talking about Halloween episodes, yeah. yeah <laughs> psycho. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Like, oh, I think my lung just collapsed. Yeah, I can't breathe now. I can't play. Like. Oh, what?
0: sorry, Justin Herbert
1: said no. Yeah, Justin Herbert just took your job. Got a feel for Tyrod Taylor. That's happened twice, three times now. I He's like Tyrod. Good. I like
0: Tyrod on the Browns. Um, I wish he didn't go down during the Jets game, but also. Look what came out of it.
1: It brought us the guy that we both believe could be the savior of Cleveland Browns football. Absolutely. Uh, And I, for so long, we have sat here and I said it the other day, the Cowboys are now in a position to me that I've seen with the Browns. Like, where are they headed? Because they could be blowing up that team at the end of this year. Dak Prescott may not be back. They may make a decision to fire Mike McCarthy because now seven games in, the team has entirely quit. No matter if Andy Dalton got hurt or not, you should not get blown out by the Washington former RS. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Would you
0: propose a trade if you were Jerry Jones to get RG3 onto your team as a starting quarterback?
1: No. No.
0: Why not? I'd trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. I guess that's a smarter thing. I just like RG3. We're talking uh, about Tyrod and Cleveland and yeah. RG3. I love RG3. I, think, I like
1: RG3, too. Uh, I think he's – RG3 is where he is. He's in his best situation right now. Yeah. I don't know if RG3 is a, a starting quarterback really anywhere. Uh, but if he's going to ever – I don't, and I don't think he really – even cares to be. Uh, But if he's ever going to have to play Mm -hmm. where he's at now is the best position for him to be catapulted in it into a starting position. Should anything happen with Lamar Jackson. And
0: that was also, that was a fantastic move by the Ravens to bring
1: in RG three to mentor Lamar Jackson. Even if it was just, Hey, don't do this because the leg is going to happen to you.
0: Look at my knees. Yeah,
1: don't do this because this is where you end up if you sell everything your rookie year mm-hmm. to win an NFC East title and make a take a shot at the playoffs. Ten plays into a game, you don't have an ACL, and Kirk Cousins is not the <laughs> starting yeah. quarterback. And back in Washington, Kirk Cousins backed it up. Since he got paid, not not, not so much. <laughs> and. And it's un- and Don't get me wrong. Kirk Cousins
0: is not a bad quarterback.
1: He's not he's terrible. He's a
0: solid quarterback. He's not. He's not the great white hope. No pun intended. Um, that they thought they he was going to be in Minnesota.
1: Well, well, they were a couple plays from being going to the Super Bowl, and they thought that K, uh, bringing in Kirk Cousins over Case Keenum would jump make of that jump. They've been back to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know.
1: That's why we talk about sports. We're not GMs or anything like that, I guess. I don't don't make GM decisions, general manager decisions, because some of them are dumb, and I feel like they would never be made. But we got to move on from football, man. We're 45 minutes into this episode. All righty. Let's go on. uh, Really quick with the NBA. Rumors swirled over the last week that the NBA plans on a December 22nd return setting up Christmas Day matchups. A lot of players have come out and said, "Yeah, that's way too early." Uh, the NFL, the NBA has said that the difference between starting December 22nd and even January 1st could be nearly a half a billion dollars. Absolutely, because um, the Christmas game—that's their 100% without a doubt. Their, uh, that's Thanksgiving game. That's what they are talking about. Those three or four matchups they would put on December 25th. I actually put on here what Christmas May- Day matchups would you expect? Should a start happen before Christmas?
0: I would say probably
1: I would like to see
0: Brooklyn Warriors. The, the, the KD back at yeah. Golden State type of um, thing. I would like either like to see Lakers Clippers or uh, Lakers Heat Clippers Nuggets.
1: Uh, I would like to see Lakers Clippers. I think you should put Heat Bucks. Heat Cause, Bucks. Cause keep cause it if, east
0: and then yeah, keep do it, the he, one keep,
1: cross. Yeah, do the one cross. Go Heat, go Heat Bucks at one p.m. Mm-hmm. I think you should have four games. Honestly, you should have two across. You should do, you should do Heat Bucks or no, you should do uh, Golden State, Nets. At one, you should yeah no, um, you should do Heat Bucks at one. At three thirty, you should do Nuggets Raptors. Gotcha. At five thirty, or at I'll say seven. At 7, you should do Warriors-Nets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then, then 10. at 10, because it's mm-hmm. an L.A. game, yeah. Lakers-Clippers. Because I want Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to stand there and watch LeBron lift a banner. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, I want to see okay. the Clippers, yeah. after everything they said, after yeah. everybody said, and without a doubt they were going to be the title holders at the end of the year, there was no way that the L.A. Lakers or LeBron James could put a team together that could beat them. Guess who's champions, and guess who got bounced in the second round? Oh,
0: at, staple, at Staples at, Center.
1: At Staples Center, watch for, another banner go up. Just for them up. to
0: show them who the real basketball team is in L.A. Yeah.
1: At Staples Center, I want them to have to watch a banner go up.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if you're
0: I, – I, I just don't understand how you have you – have, DeAndre Jordan, you have Blake Griffin, and you have Chris Paul, and you can't win a championship, so you get rid of everybody. And then you just get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and then you have Lou Will coming off the bench and Patrick Beverly, and you're like, oh no, they're better than these guys. I I understand the Kawhi Leonard
1: part. Okay, give me Kawhi over 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 any of those guys, but you can't tell me, like, I like Paul George, and I've been a proponent of Paul George, and even back when LeBron was my in Miami. At a certain point, I probably picked the Pacers to beat them and go to the finals just because of that Pacers team. But still, you can't tell me that Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Lou Williams was still on that damn team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't sit here and tell me that you're going to blow up that team and then all of a sudden, like I said, I'll give you Kawhi, top five player in the NBA. I would
0: Kawhi over Chris Paul?
1: Yeah, I'll give you Kawhi any over any of those guys. Yeah. But I'm not giving you I'll giving you Paul George over the collection of the rest. No.
0: Blake Griffin and DeAndre
1: Jordan? No. No way. Patrick Beverly, a defensive monster, but he's not really going to contribute that much offensively.
0: No. I, I've always liked DeAndre Jordan. Um, Blake Griffin, obviously, funny guy. Yeah. Cool guy. Banged Kendall Jenner. Yeah. Uh, the only reason they broke up is because he had to go to Detroit and who wants to go to Detroit Rock City?
1: Uh, not me. Andre Drummond didn't either. Now he's a calf.
0: Yeah, now he's in Cleveland. Cleveland is way better than Detroit. Let's just say that. <laughs> That's a that's a goddamn fact.
1: I will never get Dan Gilbert's mentality that man, Detroit's my home, but I'm gonna have a team in Cleveland. Why not just come to Cleveland, baby? Right. Why not Detroit, just bring make bring Cleveland? Quick, bring
0: Quicken with. loans to Cleveland. Yeah, bring the headquarters just, to Cleveland. Just, just come on. Um, yeah. I I understand Kendall not wanting to go there, but then she was banging Jordan Clarkson and stuff. That's a whole different thing. That's a this is not a this is not
1: entertainment tonight. This is, this is not keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah,
0: so uh, like that we were talking canceled. about, yeah, of course it got canceled. Who watches that? Probably most of the <laughs> girls I've ever dated my whole life. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> does. It's been on
1: for ten years or something like that. Come on.
0: But uh, yeah, so I would love to see them just raise the banner, LeBron win another one out there, and come home, baby.
1: Yeah, come home. Uh, get ready for the Cavs to win. Uh, to draft little Lo- Bronny. You and Bronny. You got. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Well, well, what's going to happen? Is Kevin Love going to have to give up zero for Bronny Jr.? Because uh, Bronny no. Jr. said he won't Bronny wear... Bronny Jr. is going to wear six. Is, he, is that what he said? No, I don't... Well, know. he said he said he doesn't wear 23 because he doesn't want to be associated with his dad. Mother, mother trucker, your Here name is LeBron number 30, James Jr. point guard
1: LeBron James Jr. I wonder who that guy is. <laughs> I wonder who that guy is.
0: All right, so... Um, That is our NBA talk. Now we're going to switch it over to the MLB. Rays are down 2-3 to to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, They fought. They've been fighting. The Dodgers clearly are the better team, but the Rays have tricks up their sleeves, like that stolen, stealing home. uh, That wasn't even up their sleeves. Margett just went, he just went for it, and he honestly looks safe except for, like, This close, this close, America, the dude's – the mitt barely touched his arm. Will Smith's mitt barely touched his arm. Um, They have Snell on the mound. Kershaw pitched on Sunday. Let's see how this goes. The Rays are 10-5 and all-time in elimination games. Two times they were in elimination games this year, and they have won. So – Let's see if they can get this series to 3-3. Let's see what they actually do at first base with G-Man Choi or Yandi Diaz. Because G-Man Choi seems like the smart choice, to put it first. Yandi, as much as I like Yandi, I liked him when he was in Cleveland, but he still has the same problem as he had in Cleveland. He's barely making contact with the ball. G-Man has been making contact this whole postseason, so... I'm excited to see what happens. Hopefully Snell can have the same game he did in game two. Yeah. We'll um, see what's happening.
1: Let's, let's look for Snell. Uh, I actually wrote on here, can the Rays make a comeback? Uh, I think putting Snell on the mound tonight gives yourself a good shot to force a game seven uh, and maybe win a, win a, win a world title uh, Wednesday night.
0: Yeah. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. They seem to be the resilient team. They, they're they the comeback kids. They're the underdogs. Um, and not only because I have family that lives in Tampa Bay. I visit down there. I've been to Tropicana Field. I enjoy yeah. the Rays. But they remind me of they have that Cleveland mentality, the
1: underdogs. You know, they got to come back. Barely $25, million, 25 million in payroll compared right. to the Dodgers' $150 million. Right, You know what
0: I'm saying? These it, are the kids that, you know, these are the guys that everybody doubted, you know, kicked them down, kicked dirt on them. Yeah. I know they they were the favorites in the AL, but I'm talking about right now in the World Series.
1: Were they, though? Until they put together the season they did this year, were they really the favorites in the AL? Can oh, no, sit- I meant
0: like now this season. Yeah, this yeah.
1: season. Once, once it started unfolding, they were. But nobody expected the Rays to be where they are right now, well, no. at the beginning of this year. And even so far as to where they were trying to sell half of the home games to Montreal mm-hmm. just because they were like, well, Tampa Bay isn't really supporting this team. So.
0: Yeah. It, it, this is almost like if they come back and beat the Dodgers, this is just a eighties, nineties movie. You know, what's going to happen? We're going to, our teams, we're going to sell half our home games to Montreal. You <laughs> know, we're going to lose our home. Like it's, this it's is, it's, is the it's the plot like to major, league. League. Major, <laughs> major league. I was going major to say major league.
1: league, bro. Like, I mean, just go there. Uh, think about this. Go solidify the Dodgers' story. The Dodgers have choked World Series away. And sure, you could argue that, yes, it was against the Houston Asterisks or the Boston Red Sox. Both times they were stealing signs. Uh, but go go, go! show that, yeah, they can be beat without getting cheated against. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go, go win yourself a title Tampa Bay. It's there for the taking. You've shown you can win ball games against these guys, even if – It does take miraculous things like that ending of game four uh, where there was a whiff Mm -hmm. whiff at the end and and a dropped ball. And even the road was going from third to home. I was
0: going to actually speak on that. That had to be the greatest walk off in World Series history. That was absolutely uh, amazing. I wanted to use a word that started with F and ended with K,
1: but that was
0: absolutely amazing.
1: To me, the only thing that came close to the energy that that produced is the Rajay Davis home run.
0: Rajay Davis home run or Kirk Gibson. But that wasn't in the series, was it? I,
1: don't, I can't recall it. When he, you know. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, you'd have to pull it up yeah. for, to know for sure. But, yeah, the
0: Rajay Davis home run completely changed Everything, uh, yeah, no, that was game one of the world series,
1: okay. So, so, so that, uh, or the Rajay Davis home run, or the game only two seven, things yeah. really kind of injected the same sort of energy. But moving on from the world series, let's let's look for the Rays to make a comeback. I really hope that they do. We both have been rooting for them. Uh, I love their scholar scheme. You kind of have the, the, the family ties and stuff like that. Moving on. What do you got for me this day in sports history, Ethan? This day
0: in sports history, October 28, 1970. The Cleveland Cavaliers host their first ever home game at the Richfield Coliseum. Unfortunately, they drop the game 110-99 to 99 to the San Diego Rockets. Yes, you heard me right. The San Diego Rockets in 71, they moved to Houston. So... That is the San Diego Rockets story. But yes, Cleveland Cavaliers, 1970, they were founded. They're still going through wine and gold, navy blue and black. Or if you're old school, you got the powder blue with the bright orange. The best. One of the best colors. The best. Um, I mean, how many amazing players can you sit there and talk about that have came through Cleveland without mentioning LeBron James? I mean, you have Mark Price. You got Larry, Larry Doherty. Yeah, you got you got Larry Nance. You know, Austin Carr. Or sorry, Brad Doherty. I meant Larry Nance. Brad Doherty.
1: I was you kind of combined them. I said Brad Doherty. You said when I said Doherty, you said Doherty too. But you said Larry first.
0: You got Bingo Smith. You had uh, World Be Free. You had all these guys talking about this team now that we have. You have Matthew Della Vadova, who is a Cleveland legend.
1: We'll, we'll always go down in some sort of folklore here in Cleveland oh, for yeah. what he tried to pull off in that finals that year.
0: Yeah, the 2015 finals, yeah. there's no doubt he put his heart and soul out there. Uh, obviously, LeBron James, Boobie Gibson. Um, I'm not going to say Elgowskis because I hate his guts,
1: uh, um, you can start talking about Mo Williams. Mo Will, talk. Yep. Eric, Give me Eric Snow, Eric Larry Snow, Hughes. Yep. Uh, Shaq was here for a minute, but he was broken down at the time. Uh,
0: oh, um, oh, why am I blanking? Why am I blanking? I can see his face. Uh,
1: Delonte West. Delonte, <laughs> Delonte West, who is just now doing very good with Mark Cuban's help over in rehab. Shout was, out to him for getting just, himself right. I was just
0: laughing because he banged LeBron.
1: Yeah. You can laugh because of the Osman uh, has he also has
0: a legend status in yeah, Cleveland. Not as big as Matthew Dellavedova, Dub, but he's a fan favorite. Um, I, I
1: won't I won't mention Vergeau just because he kinda ruined his legend there at the end. Oh yeah, when he
0: went to when he went Golden and tried State. to buy a
1: title over there in Golden State, but um, we ended up taking it from his ass. J.R. Smith. J R I'm Smith. I'm on Shumpert. Eyes. Uh
0: who else am I forgetting? Uh, Kevin Love. Kevin Love should have his number retired in yeah, Cleveland. He
1: will eventually. Kyrie uh, Irving. Uh, as much as a basket case he has been since 2016, we'll give you Kyrie Irving. Uh, you could just name all these
0: guys. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. Yeah, he's here, too. I mean.
1: Uh, if we're going to start naming, like, newer players, uh, if, if they re-sign Andre Drummond, we can start talking about him.
0: Yeah. Uh, I,
1: not, not sure too Two, two skyscrapers down there low, uh, build well for for the NBA nowadays. But uh, what, what's it going to hurt? They're not really paying anybody else now besides Kevin Love and mm-hmm. him. But so if they, if they can put a team together that can make that work, by all means. And I
0: apologize. They went to the Richfield Coliseum in 1974. They were at the Cleveland Arena in 1970. That's where they started. My apologies out there to all the old heads. Uh, Don't roast me on that. But, yes, the first ever home game for the Cleveland Cavaliers, October twenty eighth, 1970. They finally won their first ever title in 2016. Uh, Me and Brendan, we've talked about this. We were right by each other. We were probably not even a block, not even a block away. Yeah,
1: one of those. We were yards
0: away from each other.
1: One of those many things where it's just like, we were so close to each other so many different times. Uh, and one of the best memories I've ever had was that the parade day, the, 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 the day, June 19, 2016, the day they won Game 7, me crying in the corner that they won, my dad laughing at me because I'm crying, and he doesn't get the fact that my favorite player went down to Miami and I had to, like, sure, I still... I didn't necessarily write him off, but and but I still had to sit there and watch him win titles for another team. You didn't write him off. I burned all my. I I burned my jersey. I still have my jersey from pre-Miami. Oh, I burned mine. I I didn't write him off, but still I had to go watch him win a title for another team, and I finally got to see one of my teams win a title. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Browns, Cowboys, and Cavaliers fan. What have I seen aside from that 2016 title in my entire lifetime? Born in 95, considering... 2016 World Series, almost. Well, almost. That was the only title I ever got. 2016 is almost what the Rays can pull off this year. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, Lightning won a title in the NHL. The Rays can win a title in the MLB in a couple days. Tampa Bay Buccaneers look like they're one of the favorites to come out of the NFC. Something like that. But we are... Already over an hour, my man. All right, so, so let's <laughs> uh, wrap this let's, up let's here. Let's wrap it up. Where can they follow you?
0: You can follow me on Twitter at E-T-H Simpson C-G-O-D. You can follow me on Instagram at ETHSimpson. You can follow my main man, Brendan,
1: at... C L E on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram, B.Ward52. You can go ahead and follow the podcast on Twitter at Podcast Given. You can follow us on Instagram at instagram any given podcast and you could give us a like on facebook facebook.com slash any given podcast and do not forget to subscribe to the youtube we've been cranking out all these videos every single week for you guys this one might be a little different without the video camera but we'll make it work still thank you for tuning in to this episode of any given podcast you guys have a great wonderful rest of your week
0: god bless and stay blessed